episode is very special for us as we are launching our community on like minds a community dedicated platform we put the joining link in the descriptions if you want to join our community name is the data talk data science machine learning and artificial intelligence dedicated community our today's guest is shashank amavarapu he is a data scientist currently working with ugro capital and previously he have worked with hdfc bank as a data scientist in today's episode he will be taking us through the future and scope of data science so we will let him tell his perspective and story behind data science journey and hope that you all will get the initial broad idea about what data science really is thank yeah. you uh thanks guys uh, thanks for uh, gen- such a generous uh, introduction uh, uh, i'm happy to be here uh, and uh, i'm happy that you have reached out to me because all of us have walked into the field of data science from different paths in our life me right. myself i'm just graduate uh, undergraduate and i'm doing data science as of now so uh, i've learned through communities uh, communities uh, and uh, like minded people uh, try try to come together and you can learn better and you can progress in a better so i think that's the idea of the whole community uh, right, right. so uh, a short uh, intro about me so i did my uh, post graduation in data science especially in business uh, applications of data science uh, post that uh, i have i have had a short stint with american express uh, i was with uh, hdfc bank almost for around two and a half years and uh, recently i've joined ugro capital uh, which which is an nbfc and uh, it's into msme sector lending business so uh, that's about me uh, so i i i come from a data science background and uh, i my expertise lie in the financial uh, domain of things uh, so that uh, as this is a relaunch event i thought probably uh, i would start off with giving a brief uh, intro into data science what is it about what are the different skill set you might skill sets you might need to do data science and what are the different applications where data science has been widely is being widely used currently and uh, probably like uh, if you are starting off your career in data science what are the different uh, career paths you might uh, come across and you you, know, you 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 might go through in becoming a data scientist uh, so yeah let's start off so if you look at these three spheres of here which coincide into data science right uh so the uh, i would say these would be broadly basic fields of data science where you know mathematics is a core uh, piece of data science so uh, let's think what data science is it's basically a set of experiments you are doing on data to try and find uh, certain insights so you have a certain hypothesis and you want to do that experiment and 
uh, and support that hypothesis with your so uh, with your findings and so on so that's where statistical research come into play like you you have found some insights on the data which you had and you have done certain experiments and you want to say with a certain confidence that you know this this prediction or an insight which i have seen is mathematically significant right so that's where your statistics come into play and all those predictions have been done on your data using in might it might be a simple linear formula to a complex non linear equation so that's where machine learning comes into play so both uh, have strong uh, for, for both you need strong foundations in mathematics so as to understand those statistical concepts and machine learning algorithms right so on the same uh, on the same page like when you are trying to make certain insights on data science right? uh so it uh, basically you need data and uh, uh, some of the industries where there is huge data available it's finance industry and health industry and many other industries such as logistics or uh, uh, let's say sports uh, hospitality and uh, all these industries produce lot lots and lots of data so when you are generating certain insights so you you might be finding evidence through certain parameters saying ki okay the uh, these are the patterns i am looking from my model and they these support my hypothesis or these doesn't support my hypothesis so though are those parameters by pure coincidence or or, or do do they have correlation also or what is it actually happening be, behind those patterns can you find some use cases can you uh, can you find some explanation behind the uh, mo- behind the predictions of your model or something like that so that's where your domain expertise comes into play uh, where you know uh, you have good knowledge of the data on which you are doing these experiments on so that you can do the data processing in a much more intelligent way and that way your models or your algorithms are tuned in a much more a smart smarter way and you have smarter predictions happen uh to happen both the both of these like but to have to make make sure the machine learning happens in a proper way the statistics and the data processing happens everything in a seamless way you need uh computer science so if you think about data science and the mathematical algorithms or uh proofs with they have been lying here around since so many decades these research has been done far far away from like a century back right? but right now due to the advantage of computer science all these huge amounts of data can be processed and accessed in in a matter of minutes right? so when you when you can access and process them at such in such a uh, less amount of time it makes it easier for you to derive those things so computer science or let's say a big data what the term which goes around a lot right so these contains of different different architectures uh, which make sure that all the data all huge amounts of data which you are processing uh, integrate seamlessly with a data scientist uh, so that you can uh bringing the uh, data you need you can do your models and you can publish them 
so that you know that it can be uh, all your results and insights can be accessed by your organization seamlessly that's how all these three spheres work together and in in the journey of becoming a data scientist you can start from any end of the sphere but uh, if you want to master data science and if you uh, want to be at the core of it probably you need to have a decent bit of idea of all the all these three spheres of mathematics domain expertise and big data so that you can do your data science projects in a better way can you please move on to the next slide please yeah thank you uh, so yeah uh, when it comes to machine learning so broad classification of machine learning you can think of you have data and you you want to do certain predictions right so supervised learning is all about you you have certain uh, label data such as uh, let's say uh, due to corona you, you know there there were lots of lots and lots of chest x rays being uh, taken you want to understand from a chest x ray if that person has uh, is is corona covid 19 positive or not so that's a labeled problem or in my uh, financial domain uh, it's it's usually like the default prediction problem so how do you when a new customer comes in to the bank to take a loan how do you assess their risk profile uh, are do they tend to be a defaulter or not so all all those are labeled data and that's uh, if you are trying to predict a, the a labeled uh, data set then it's supervised learning because you are trying to predict something which is uh, and uh, how how does the mod- model run learn by itself or how does the machine learn by itself and gives out the best prediction model to you right? that's that's an error mechanism like you already have a set of labels and you are trying to predict them and you see why, why the machine sees why, when it's predicting the initial model how how good is the error and how bad is the error if the error is bad it it tries to go back and tweak and make it a better prediction that's how model updates its parameters and that's how you have a good defined model that's supervised learning in in a crisp uh unsupervised learning so when it comes to unsupervised learning you have lots of data let's say uh you have a huge uh, uh customer uh, prospect to customer base where you want to market certain products right? uh, now you want to segment these customers according to their likes and interests so how would you do that uh, you you want to understand from the data itself uh, what are the important factors that would influence a com- community's like likeness and that could that community can form a group by itself so that's where unsupervised learning comes into play so you 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 have a lot of data and you want to create smaller groups of it in a much more intelligent manner based on the based on the variables of in, in this data how how varied are these variables in each of these communities so that's where unsupervised learning comes into play uh, 
greens there is one more uh, uh, part of part to it which which is quite recent and uh, which has very groundbreaking results as well that is reinforcement that is something where you know you have an output the model tries to predict it on the go uh, let's say something like in uh, driving so self driving cars so you you are driving on the road you see an obstacle then you need to push stop you uh, the there is no obstacle there is a straight line going in and you want to shift lanes they, these these are certain applications of reinforcement learning or else uh, there is a famous uh, program by uh, deep mind which is an alpha go which plays games against a human and tries to beat it so those are some decisions which are being made dynamically so there is a feedback loop or a reinforcement loop where if each decision is right it, the model gets a reward point saying that you need to make more such decisions which will be right and if it makes a false this thing there is a reinforcement signal which says you get negative points because you have done something wrong so you need to improve improve yourself in that domain that way dynamically on the go your model is tweaking and learning live so that calls out for certain uh, uh, certain futuristic applications such as self driving cars or so on so forth so uh, these three i can say are broadly major classification of different types of machine learning uh, happening out there uh, can you please change the slide thanks yeah uh, so uh, i i i uh, so when you talk about scope of data science right you you cannot just uh, restrict to only these which i can uh, could show on the slide as of now but there are huge many applications and wherever you find Go a good decent amount of data. You can consider doing a good amount of data science experiments around there. But uh, right now, in this slide, I'm I'm giving out certain major uh, applications where data science has really made an impact out there. Uh, so, basic uh, supervised learning, as we said, where there is a labeled. Label available, and you are trying to predict something. Uh, by the way, I mean, if you guys want to interrupt me anytime, please do so. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, if somebody have any questions, they can communicate. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, we talked about supervised learning a bit. Uh, so it has two parts to it. it's either a classification problem or a regression so when i say it it is a classification problem you are trying to predict if a certain uh, certain set uh, if a certain uh, set of people or if if a certain set of observations belong to a particular class or uh, it, so basically in my field it's uh, we do a lot of uh, prediction into him a, a person being a defaulter or a non defaulter that's a classification problem or else an image classification problem such as you know you you have an image and you want to find out what are all the 
objects lying in the image if there is a dog there is a park uh it's a football ground the players it's there is a goal post or something like that so all these are different classes you are trying to predict so that becomes a classification problem uh but some simultaneously there can be a reg- regression problem as well where you know uh, there are certain uh, logistical applications where uh, in a supermarket you would want to know uh, how much stock do you want to keep of a certain product right or else there is weather forecasting you would want to understand uh, w- what would be the climate tomorrow or is there a hurricane hitting your town or something like that so all the continuous numbers it's not like distinct classes you are trying to predict but it's a continuous number which you are trying to predict so it becomes a regression problem there uh yeah and uh, unsupervised learning so unsupervised learning uh, largely consists of two kinds of this thing one is clustering and the other one is dimensionality regression so when i say clustering we have talked about it like if you if you want to look at customer segmentation so that you can target do better marketing and so on that's where you can use cl- clustering algorithms where people with similar interests people with similar behavior might find us might form a certain group and you can give targeted uh, ads to those people and when it comes to recommender systems mostly your netflix amazon where you are shown what what kind of movies you like uh, there are certain recommendations which say because you have watched a certain movie so there is a high likeliness of you watching another movie that how, how does that happen you are clustering people with similar interests similar uh, similar kind of behavior in watching movies or in similar kind of behavior in doing purchasing over amazon or flipkart so that's how recommendation systems work and that's where you try to cluster people with similar interests and similar behavior and try to segment them and push uh, specific recommendations to them right and uh, there is a dimensionality reduction problem so in the real world when you deal with data there is huge amounts of data uh, for uh, if you are trying to understand the person's behavior there is a social media data there is financial data there uh, there is his buying behavior there is spending behavior so so there there is a huge amount of data right? but uh, how do you try to visualize it uh as a human you can only visualize it in a three dimensional way so if you're trying to visualize this huge huge amounts of data then uh, the dimensional reduction plays a huge role and also uh and also you can't uh you can't or you need not need all these factors going into your model and trying to uh influence decision about a certain problem so you you want to reduce the amount of parameters going into your model so that's also a place where dimensionality reduction plays an important role and uh, recently yeah structured discovery when you talk about it re- recently uh, there has been 
um, invention into protein folding so you, you want to understand the structure of protein and how how does it look like and so on that there also a dimensionality reduction plays a huge huge role uh, in financial data sets uh, there is lots of uh, information into transactional databases uh, what time it has been done which atm which uh, sales machine uh, which sales outlet uh, what mode of transaction is it a visa is it a mastercard is it a upi transaction so the, there there are like various various dimensions uh, leading into a single transaction but you might not need all of these to understand if that that transaction is a fraudulent transaction or not so you want to reduce your factors to a certain limit and that way you you want to identify only important factors out of your data that's where dimensional reduction comes in uh yeah then there is a concept of reinforcement learning which is new which is evolving quite fastly where you know the decisions are being made on the go uh you want to evaluate each and every decision made by the machine uh so uh, as we spoke about it uh if l- let's say if it's a uh, if if a robot is playing a game uh it's a chess if he is able to uh, win the match then all his moves get all his strategies all his moves get positive uh, feedback and if he's losing a piece we're losing a pawn losing a knight or losing a, losing the game all those moves all those strategies get negative so you are making decisions on the go and that's where reinforcement learning is playing all the self driving cars of tesla or any other company which you see across or or, or the space or rockets launching into sky on their own all these are some examples of reinforcement learning decisions being made on the go yeah uh, that's a bit of scope of data science uh, as i said it's it's not the entirety there is lots and lots many other scopes of data science but this is a brief of what i've found most most important yeah can we please move on to the next slide uh so so if you, if you think about careers in data science right all of us have walked through different paths in our life uh, as i said um myself i my did my post graduation from uh, biological sciences and i did a masters and post graduation in data science uh so i my course core expertise lied in statistics and machine learning uh as and when i moved into financial domain i slowly started understanding the business uh, how the banking business works how the lending business works uh, what are the risk parameters different risk parameters and so on slowly started understanding the data so that what are statistics knowledge i had what are machine learning knowledge i had i had to use it to make it meaningful uh, observations or meaningful insights so that's a career path i have walked through but uh, you you come you might come from various backgrounds uh, as we said data engineers or data architects who are uh, 
who are majorly dealing into data warehousing who are the owners of all the different kinds of data that is flowing into your organization they also form a very important player in data science uh, for a data scientist to successfully model or uh, derive insights from the data he needs to seamlessly uh, access the data and all his insights has to be accessed by the entire organization so as to make quicker and intelligent decisions that's being made possible by all, by these data engineers so they have a lot of expertise into understanding different data types different uh, data architectures how faster the processing can be done and if you are a data engineer and if you are interested in data, pursuing data science then you can sl- sl- slowly uh, and as you are a data engineer in, in a certain domain you would understand the domain also pretty well so you you might slowly evolve into understanding statistics machine learning a bit and you can also come into data science from that that path and yeah and there are data analysts so once a model is built by a data scientist uh, so who is there to evaluate these models all the time so there are different scorecards which are being generated uh, in each organizations for example for us in banking industry we look at uh, customers bureau scores or we look at his uh, banking score or which which actually means how how he is doing good in bureau or how he is doing good in banking uh, with with the bank or application scorecard is something like how uh, how good is he in demographics uh, what is his income and so on and so forth but once you once i as a data scientist if i build a model this has to follow certain guidelines this has to uh, keep certain benchmarks into identifying those uh, people as defaulters or non defaulters uh, to a certain accuracy right? so who who gets to check all these things so there are data analysts who can take this model and apply it to the live data which is coming and see how the model is performing and give feedback live feedback and if a model over time the model might not be that effective as the time it was built because the model has been built on a past data and future the data might be changing a lot being in a real world scenario and this models might need tweaking so these data analysts are those people who are taking this models and trying to evaluate these models on a regular basis uh, and see how good are they performing right so even if you are data analyst you need to have a good understanding of data science because you are using those models and evaluating those models and slowly slowly uh, if you want to become a data scientist and do build a model from scratch and get the insights from scratch you can also build up from there trying to get your, sh- your skills sharper in terms of algorithms in terms of data science and then more of the like something like that so the, these are broadly different uh, career paths i see uh, but there are lot many lot many career paths from which you can come in uh, so data analysts can also be those people who have deep business knowledge and till now you have been making uh, decisions using some basic statistics on an excel but now you want to do 
complex statistical equation or complex machine learning algorithm you want to move move in into data science yeah because you have that data, that that domain knowledge that rich domain knowledge which makes you see through the use cases you see through the data really easily you can pick up the other skills and become a data scientist also. so yeah these are broadly different career paths in data science let me see so yeah that's all from my side I would like to thank you all for joining with us in this podcast session and please stay tuned with the data talk as we'll be bringing more prominent sessions with the creative minds in the data science field thank you thank you very much bye